Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Thursday. It is June 30th, the final day of the month of June in the year of science 2022. Science! Oh, hell, science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you to be here with us on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. I wonder if that hole still works. Yes, my <laughs> hole still works. Thanks to everybody for their concern. My <laughs> hole still works. It definitely works. But I took it out. I took out the giant uh, cubic zirconia because it just looked goofy. You need it was a hoop. That's what you it need. It was a comedy uh, earring for uh, Joe Schmo. <laughs> and what I need is something a little more subtle, I uh, think, for everyday like life. Like a feather? <laughs> a feather. I need a uh, dream catcher. <laughs> just hanging from my left ear down to my shoulder that's what i need so i'm gonna go shopping maybe this weekend uh, pick myself up something can't dis- wait discreet and subtle susceptible i know it's subtle oh, you should that was get one of those, a joke that was a comedy joke well those uh the, the things you you make the big loop in your ear the big the circle. oh a gauge a gauge, gauge you start gauging your ear hole have a giant yes uh, just giant hole in my yes. lobe to stretch the lobe yes, out. Yes, absolutely. Then at parties, people can try to throw M&Ms through it. It'd be like a party game. <laughs> no, then you put the dream catcher in the hole. Oh, that's a great it's idea. Perfect. Put the dream catcher in the hole. <laughs> Name my new new album. <laughs> I hope you'll pick it's it a up. New folk album. That's right. Hey, kids. Let's introduce the players in today's game. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the mayor of Myrtle Beach, Oof. sheriff of Ghost Town. He is Stanley's dad. He's, you know him. Holy God, holy God. Teddy Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho, indeed, mm-hmm. Eddie. How was your day, sir? Anything good? I had a, anything had a, interesting going had a weird, on? weird morning. Weird, weird morning? Uh, we woke up, right? That and is weird. We, we, <laughs> that was the normal <laughs> part. Strange. And, uh, like, we just got back from traveling, so we are at my parents' house. So, so Tra- I, I lean over, Trey's like, hey, we should, you know, fool around right now. Bow, chicka, bow, bow, right? bow, waka, waka. Come because you know, kids still kids summertime, kids sleeping in. Yeah, he is. We're, we both woke up early. He's dead to the world. I gave Stanley a chew toy and kicked him out of the room. Now you want to give Tracy a chew toy? Exactly. Yeah, you do. And so that's when you start messing around a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're right, we're right smack dab in the middle of it, mid mid coitus, right? That's so, what they call so you're it. You're about thirty seconds in. I'm about a good 30, 30 35 seconds in, almost almost halfway to completion. Right. And. uh Start hearing like a bump at the door, like a boom, 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 like that. And I'm like, oh, Tracy's like, is it cold? And I'm like, no, it's probably the, it's probably Stanley trying to get back in. Ghosts, <laughs> it's ghost bug is back. <laughs> no, it's like Stanley's like, he'll just if you shut a door and you're in the other room, he'll try to just bang on the door that and try to get son it. Son of a bitch. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's time. Give, give me 30 more seconds. We're done. And uh, so we just we're still going. 
And uh, it keeps getting, it gets a little bit harder, a little bit louder. Not me, the, the bounding at the door. Right. I don't really get hard anymore. No. And it's it's a bumping the door. And then, then you start hearing like a tapping, like a, like a, oh. like a tap tap. And I'm like, okay. Morse code. <laughs> Someone's like, sending you a message. Unless Stanley's grown fingers. <laughs> I don't think he can do this. And then she's like, that's got to be him. I'm like, that's not him. Let's just, let's just, come on. We don't, it's been a while. Let's just, let's just ride this one out. It's my birthday. <laughs> it's my post birthday. Right. And, uh. Then we then I start hearing the <laughs> guys guys uh, mom dad and we're like fuck and then I instantly just shrink to well, nothing of course and Tracy runs in the bathroom and then I go and I unlock and I have to get like dressed really quick because I can't do the door naked no and then I open the door and then he's got this look on his face confused like what do you guys like you our bedroom was never locked he never tries to come in as locked oh. it's always an open bedroom door and right. when we do what we do with the door is locked he never he's never awake. So this is the first time he's knocked on the door. And so he was like confused. And Tracy's like peeks her head out of the bathroom. Like I had to get, I have to get dressed. I got a, I had a video conference in a minute. And I was like, oh, and I have to act like I'm half asleep, which I'm not. You just half well, blue, blue balled. Well, I threw on sweatpants. So I got like this. I'm like half masked in these sweatpants. You got a semi going on. And so I'm like, he's trying to explain. And he's never done like he sleeps until 1 p.m. If I don't wake him up, but this mm. is the one day he has to get up and ruin the three times a year I have sex. Time to get rid of him. That's all I'm saying. He's too much trouble. It is. More trouble than he's worth, in my so opinion. So I've just been hanging on to blue balls all day. Well, just Well, we'll try to get through today's show as quickly as possible. <laughs> if I could just duck into your bathroom for a second. No, I thank could, you. I could expunge. I run a black light over my bathroom every time <laughs> you use it, just to make sure there's no essence of any, oh. your new fragrance. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I'm sitting down there. It's like, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little tight down there right now. It's just a little, you know, yeah. you know the feeling. Yeah. What's it like when you're, uh, when you're snipped, though? What kind of what kind of backup action is it? Anyway? I, it, it feels the same. Same. It feels the same. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it all went. But it wants out. Yeah, it does. But it doesn't get out. I don't, it never gets out. It's gonna come out somewhere else. <laughs> That's all I know. It's gonna explode one day. <laughs> Got a runny nose. <sighs> hey kids, I don't even want to <laughs> dignify that with a remark. You've picked an excellent show to be with us here today on The Ralph Report. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, I'll tell you, sir, because it's Thursday. Thursday's here, despite Eddie's opening comments, oh. are actually very sexy here. Are they? On The Ralph Report. I don't know how you're going to be able to hold up with I today's... Might, I may not last. Ralph Sex University they might, might put you right over the edge. I'm, I'm, very, I'm close right now. <laughs> God. I'm close. Um, today's topic, I think, is going to be very practical and useful for the folks there listening at home. Okay. So uh, lots of information coming your way, Garmy, that you're going to enjoy. A little programming note, by the way, tonight, tonight at 7 p.m., it's the night for the four-star generals to join us here in the Batcave, our oh. first one since we came back from our little summer yeah. vacation. I'll save it for them. Good idea. I'll save it. Five-star <laughs> event. pre-show event. Eddie will spackle the lens of our uh, camera here in the Batcave <laughs> while you're watching the show live. We'll look younger. It's true. It'll be like a gauze filter. <laughs> um, so please, if you're a four-star general, I sent the link out uh, yesterday evening. You can uh, join us 7 p.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time here in the West Coast of America. 7 p.m. Figure it out what time it is for you, wherever you are, and then you can join us and watch us do the show live. Always a pleasure mm -hmm. to have you along. Before we jump into the show today... Uh, got a little apology to make, as I always, almost always do yeah, these days. Apologies apparently. and corrections. Yesterday, we were talking about the uh, Mexican comedian, legendary Mexican comedian, singer, dancer, movie star, 
who was the voice of Blue the Bear in the Mexican-Spanish dubbed version of Jungle Book, also yeah, did yeah. the Aristocats. And... Tin Tom, Tom Tin, Tin Tom. Well, here's the Tintan, thing. Tin Tom, Tin Tom. His name is Tintan. 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 And I believe I pronounced it Tintan. Yeah, and then I said Tauntaun. And you said Tauntaun. And all of those were wrong. And so uh, I want to apologize to all of our Spanish-speaking so family members for mutilating uh, one so of sorry. your iconic cultural heroes. So sorry. But here's how I looked at it. You know the custard dessert dish, the yeah. Spanish custard dessert dish that yeah. you get? Flan. Flan. Yeah. That's F-L-A-N. Yeah. This is tin, T-I-N, T-A-N. So tan. I figured with a little Spanish... Tan. little uh, Spanish curve on it, yeah. it'd be tan. You don't call it flan, But do it's you? Uh, Tintan, apparently, is his name. So I wanted to apologize, which leads me to this list that I found online today. Fascinating list of the 10 musician and band names you've probably been mispronouncing all along. Oh, okay. As I read these, I am guilty of almost every one of them. Huh. Uh, they throw out an example before they get to the top 10 list. But uh, that, that uh, youngster who's just a superstar of music right now, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Um, a lot of people mispronounce her name because it's spelled E-I-L-I-S-H. And people say it's Eilish or Elish. But her name is Billie Eilish, is how you uh, pronounce that. Okay. Just recently in the news, there was a story of the uh, Swedish singer, which I have always thought was Tove Lo, mm -hmm. T-O-V-E, yeah. first name, last name, Lo, L-O. Apparently it's uh, Tuvalu, because ah. it's Swedish. And it's the weedy Turkish Bergen. Um, so it, it, often people mispronounce yeah. the names of musicians. Like Act Dick. I thought, like what? Act Dick. ACDC. Um, a lot no, of people that's, don't. That's very different. It's very the same. The singer from um, the, the Umbrella singer, the girl who sings Umbrella. Umbrella? Yeah. I don't think I'm familiar. Brella, 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 Brella. Okay. Everybody thinks her name is Rihanna, but it's not. What is it? Her name is pr pronounced Rihanna. Rihanna? Rihanna. The famous Rihanna? The, and that's how her name is pronounced, but everyone says Rihanna. I've never heard it pronounced Rihanna. And then we're all wrong. Rihanna. Uh, the trio of sisters which a lot of people pronounce as Haim, H-A-I-M. It's actually Haim. 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 Okay. I believe uh, it's uh, Israeli in nature, that last name. The Haim sisters? The Haim sisters. Uh, Sweet Operator. You know that song? It's just it's smooth, oh, smooth Operator. Smooth, smooth operator. operator. Yeah. You know who sings that? No. Uh, a lot of people think it's Saad or Sade. Sadie. Sade. Right? It is Sade. Sade. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I knew Most that one. Most people try to pronounce it correctly, and they say Sade. Sade. There's no it's R in it. Sade. But it's Sade. not Sade. It's Sade. It's Sade. I knew that one. Well, that's good. You're better than oh, most. Very hip. The little Icelandic pixie. That little uh, singer Bjork. Bjork. Not how you say her name at all. Really? It's Bjork. 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 Mm. That must be the accent, though, it's right? It's the Icelandic pr pronunciation of her name. It's B-J-O-R-K. People think it's Bjork. BJ's are okay. Is this going to be the whole show? Are you just so pent up? I am so pent up right now. Sexually frustrated that everything, everything is sex right now. So it's not Bjork. It's Bjork. 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 Y E R K is if you're pronouncing it Yerk. Bjork. Bjork. I've always mispronounced her name by calling her total bullshit, which apparently is not also how you not pronounce her name. Way off. Uh, the singer, uh, which I always thought was Hozier. We had that one hit, uh, Someone I Used to Know. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's H-O-Z-I-E-R. Some uh -huh. people think it's Hozier. Hozier. 
or hoser, uh-huh. but it's actually hosier, as in rhyming with cozier or noisier. Hosier. 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 I always thought it was hosier. I have no idea what you're not. talking about. Uh, the famous singer Ziggy Stardust himself. Uh-huh. How do you say his name? Ziggy Stardust. No, no. The guy who sang Ziggy Stardust. David Bowie. David Bowie. <laughs> A lot of people mispronounce it as Bowie, B-O-W. W as bow of a, like a bow of a ship or take right, a bow. Right. A lot of people say David Bowie. Hmm. Never heard that. But it is Bowie. Oh, I've always heard Bowie. Steve, don't tell him I said this, but Steve Ashton says Bowie. He says Bowie. He says Bowie. I think he does that on purpose. Maybe it's a British thing. I think he does that to piss you off. But it is Bowie. Uh, Adam of the Beastie Boys, Y A U C H. Mm-hmm. Some people pronounce it Yuck or Yowick, mm-hmm. but it's actually Yauk. Adam Yauk of the Beastie Boys. Okay. Lead singer for The Cars, who has since left us. He's passed yeah. away. But you remember his name? Rick. 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 Last name? Mm. I don't know his last name. A lot of people think it's Okasic because Ocasek. it's spelled O-C-A-S-E-K. Right. K- the case is right, right in the middle of it. Okasic. But it's actually Okasic. Okay. Rick Okasic. Rick The brothers who are uh, the founding members of The Kinks. Mm-hmm. Ray and Dave Davies, you would think it's Davies, D-A-V-I-E-S. It's actually Davis. 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 But there's an E in there. I'm telling you, it's Davis. Oh, he's just being a dick. <laughs> the guys who sang uh, Thrift Shop, Macklemore and Lewis. Oh, yeah, Macklemore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Macklemore at all. Nicklemore? No. Nicklemow. It's Macklemore. Macklemore. Macklemore and Lewis. Macklemore. M-A-C-K? M-A-C? It's spelled M-A-C-K-L-E-M-O-R-E. So Mac-le- it's Mac. La more. more. Macklemore. You need not, some hyphens in there. Not Macklemore, as most people seem oh, to think it is. Yeah. So there, we've all been set straight. Thank God. I'm not the only one who screws up names. Mm-mm. And so everybody now can go about their business being a better person. <laughs> all right, let's find out what else I'm wrong about. Shall we turn our attention to the Garmy? Mm. We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it, kids. You can write us an email, ralph at the ralphreport.com. Eddie or Steve at that same email address if you want to grab our attention. You can find us on social media as well, or you can do what a lot of folks like to do. Leave a voicemail message on the old Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. That's one 833 Hi, Ralph. And I listen to each and every one of your voicemail messages, all of your thoughts and your feelings and your questions and your comments. I grab a handful. And we put him here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. I forgot to do that on Tuesday's show. Oh, I bet apparently. you got a mouthful. I, I did, catch some, did catch some heat. Oh. But I was dealing with Steve, and he's in the UK, and we're, it's a different setup, and we're doing it via Crowdcast and everything. And I'm like trying well, to. Well, I, I, I listened to that show. He forgot to say the all health science too. Yeah, it was all. It was all. Well, it's you know. I came back just in time. We, you know, it's a it's a <laughs> finely honed machine here when right. you're in here because we do it on the daily. But Steve was stepping in, do Takes me a, a favor. To, yeah, you gotta you gotta get used like to like jumping into double dutch. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. Exactly like that. Speaking of things I got wrong, on Monday's show, when Eddie was still on vacation, we did mention that it was National Alaska Day. And I said to Steve, of all the listeners we have, of all the Garmy members around the world, I, I didn't think we had any listeners in 
the great state of Alaska. I think we have a couple, don't we? Uh, it turns out we got more than that. Oh, really? Hey, Ralph. Brian here, two-star general. And uh, about that whole not hearing from any Garmy members in Alaska. I've, I've called like three or four times, and I'm from Kenai, Alaska. I'm sorry. What the fuck, Ralph? I'm sorry. Anyway, Jesus. Bye. He says he's from Penai? Penai. Penai, Alaska? You're probably saying it wrong. Penai. Uh, also, Kevin Adams from Wasilla, uh -huh. Alaska. Greg Schlachter from beautiful Haines, Alaska. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, Greg says they're, they're a little manic right now because currently in the summertime, they get all daylight. 19 hours of daylight it's a day. crazy, man. You don't know when it's time to go to sleep because yeah. the sun is just always up. They get about four hours of pseudo-darkness a <laughs> day. at a bar drinking, and it's daylight out, and it's oh, 3 a.m. That sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> so to all of our Alaskan Garmy members, apologies, and thanks for reaching out. So I know we have at least three mm. in Alaska, and they're probably nowhere near each other because Alaska is the size of... Right. And there's only seven people up there. Texas, so right. You, you probably have half the population. About half the population of listening the, the show. state listening. <laughs> We talked about our man Eric from Kansas City, formerly from Clearwater yesterday, yes, yes, yes. and his stoned reaction to lightning bugs. Never heard anybody happier in my life. Well, if that made him happy, this would make his mind explode. Hey there, Ralph. I've got a message for um, Eric from formerly of Clearwater. You guys are talking about lightning bugs and how wonderful they are. Down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, around this time of the year, Gatlinburg has the largest single synchronous firefly event where tens of thousands of fireflies in the Gatlinburg Smoky Mountain Forest will light up at once, go on for hours and hours and hours. You can actually buy tickets and take a nighttime tour of this and see. Tens of thousands of lightning bugs light up at once. Um, so I've heard it's amazing. I'm planning on going next year. I think that would be really cool to see. Anyway, talk to you later. LMB. A forest full of lightning bugs all going off at the same time? Wow. I'm not even stoned, and I want to see that. That would melt his brain. But yeah, Eric, if he was high, he, he would just start weeping and curl into a ball right there in the forest. <laughs> that would be the end. He would just disappear. I think he would just evaporate that into would, the ether. That would be like, uh, what's the, the Blue Cat movie? The Blue Cat movie? Yeah. What the fuck? You got any more than that. The Blue Cat people. The Blue Cat... What? Know? Oh, uh, welcome to our world. We're Avatar? All Avatar. That's Jesus. It, yeah. They're blue cats. I don't know what they are. They're blue cats. They're blue cats. Blue cat movie. I was thinking fucking Disney shit. <laughs> that would be like going to another planet. If everywhere around you, all these glowing yeah. insects were just surrounding you. That'd be kind of creepy too, because the whole forest would get bright and then go dark and then bright and dark. Oh, man. I'm and all you about see someone that. creeping up on you. Next summer, isn't, it's time for me to start living life. You should live life. I'm going to get a, on my list and I'm going to go to Gatlinsburg. Tennessee, and yeah. I'm going to see the fireflies. Get an RV. Drive out there. I'm not getting an RV. Do it. I'm going to fly like a human being and then get a nice, cushy hotel somewhere and then <laughs> pay have, someone to carry have me someone into drive the you there and drive you back. Exactly. Going in style. Not getting an <laughs> RV. But I might, I might take Eric, and we might get started together. That would be together. amazing. And we're going to do that. 
yesterday, we also talked to John Fink, the vegan giant. Oh, yes. About the hole in his penis. Mm. We're talking about his Prince Albert piercing. And we had the same reaction, which is just, why would you do that? Yeah, I don't why? understand the purpose of piercing the head of your penis. <laughs> Who are you trying to impress in that particular case? Well, John called in to fill us in on all the details. Okay. Hey there, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, John Fink, the vegan giant, calling back at your request here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's talk about pierced penises again. Um, basically the intent behind getting it pierced. And I, I apologize if I didn't uh, include these details. It's an old story and friends and family are like this again. Um, but basically, uh, that was 20 plus years ago in a previous, uh, relationship slash marriage. And I was encouraged by my partner at the time to, uh, you know, just try some new and different experimental things with um, the intent of, you know, enhancing the sexual experience. And um, I know you were talking about the jewelry being a ring. It was actually a curved barbell with two metal balls at the end. So one would sit right on the head of the penis and the other one would be sort of on the underside. Um, so ideally, once it's all healed up, uh -huh. uh, it makes uh, doggy style a little more... Um, Shall we say textured? Oh, I see. Um, and that was the intent. So oh, after the six months of waiting for it to heal properly. Six months. And then a few, uh, shall we say, road tests. Mm -hmm. um, I determined it was not as uh, fancy and cracked up as it was to be and uh, removed the jewelry uh, because it was not really uh, thrilling me or the partner at the time too mm. much. And it was really more trouble than it was worth, in my opinion. Now, others, it may be great, uh, more power to you. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know. Now, the uh, the uh, asterisk to this is my partner at the time thought it would be real funny uh, right after I got the piercing to take me to a strip club. Oh. That uh, was fucked up. Yeah. So, oh. uh, yeah. If you'd like to know anything more, nope. please feel free to ask. I, think I we're am good. An open book, as they say. Yeah. Close it. Uh, but thank you for listening. Oh, and I uh, thank you for sharing my story. You're a, LMB. You're open urethra is what you oh. are. So he went through all that. It didn't do anything to enhance the sex, and then he just took it out. And, it, and, and I wonder if his hole still works. <laughs> I wonder if that healed up or not. I hope it healed up. Yeah. I mean, but it's to enhance her pleasure, not so much his. Well, correct? the bar would be on the head of his penis, and then bar the ball underneath would be to rubbing some... against her clitoris. Right. Ideally, doing a doggy style. So that right. was the intent. But you know, there there's these things called sex toys. Yeah, that you they can just invented. fasten something on. Just do just do that. It involves no six month healing process oh, whatsoever. Awful, just so, awful. There's your answer as to why people try to do stuff. <sighs> I love sex almost more than anyone I know. I don't like it that much where no. I'm going to start drilling holes in my penis. You got to put extra holes in my dick. I'm out. <laughs> that is, that's a bridge too far. One hole's plenty. Yeah. All right. We play upbeat music for you every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. And it is June 30th, mm. the final day of June, which means it's the very end of Pride Week, oh. or month rather. And so how appropriate that we go out with a uh, Pride-related song. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. This is Luke, one star from Cyprus. Um, I have a request for a happy hit since we are in Pride Month and uh, a song that gives a big middle finger to homophobes and racists. Uh, sounds like it would be good for this month. 
and I'm talking about Lily Allen's Fuck You. Love that song. Can't wait to hear it again. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Uh, thank you, Liam, for the suggestion. We have played this before as a happy hit, but I just... I'm just in the mood. There's so many people that I would like to dedicate this song to <laughs> currently that I've that in the news and around the world. It just seems sometimes you just got to play this and, and get it out of your system. Mm. So here's today's happy hit, the jaunty little ditty by Lily Allen that says, fuck you. your tiny mind and look a bit harder cause we're so uninspired so sick and tired of all the hatred you harbor so you say it's not okay to be gay well i think you're just evil you're just some racist who can't tie my laces your point of view is medieval to a bunch of folks this week. <laughs> Name several. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. We truly appreciate it. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, well, you got to call me. always say eddie pence yeah everyone is born oh yeah but not everyone truly lives right but these people mm -hmm. they were born to be alive all these folks have famous birthdays on june 30th throughout history starting with 1891 man mountain dean was born man mountain man mountain dean Oof. You would like this, Eddie. He yeah. was a professional American wrestler. Yeah, sounds like a wrestler. Back in the old days of wrestling, oh, the uh, real. 30s and 40s yeah. when men were men. Grappling. 
And I looked up <laughs> Ma a Man Mountain Dean, and he was a big boy. Yeah. He was uh, interesting life. He was a part-time actor, and he was also a cop. Oh, and, really? Yeah, he had a very uh, mm. interesting life. But as I looked at the wrestlers of the period, yeah. we could have been known as like superior athletes of the day, <laughs> apparently in 1935. Yeah. There weren't... They weren't impressive physiques? Nobody was cut or yoked or anything. They were just like big... Just a bunch of dad bods Doughy guys slapping up against each other. <laughs> we could literally have been Amer Americans' biggest wrestling tag team <laughs> in 1935. Oh, man. We need a time machine. Speaking of wrestlers, also born on the same day, another professional wrestler yeah. known as Ed the Strangler Lewis. Oh, that's a good name. That's a good wrestler. Strangler. The Strangler. See, that's the kind of name you need in wrestling. Man Mountain Not and like, Strangler. Yeah, I'm Tony Loverboy Gonzalez. No, Loverboy's good. Anytime you get like a Loverboy no. or Ravishing. Strangler. That's a guy you're worried yeah. about. I'm not worried about meeting Loverboy in the ring. Those guys are vague. Like adorable Adrian Adonis wearing makeup and a feather boa to the ring. That's not. It's all mind games, man. No, it's to get in your head. If I hear I'm taking Strangler on tonight, I might rethink yeah. my professional yeah, but choices. What about the guy who could be in a headlock or put your head in his lock? <laughs> what is that? Even? I don't know what that means, but you know what? But it fucks with your brain when you're face to face with him in the ring. <laughs> if I meet the locker, then I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what would your wrestling name be? Have you ever thought about it? Oh. Like, what would my name? I don't know. That'd be a good one. I don't know. Eddie Blue Balls Pence? I might be. At this point, with that. I mean, if you're going if you're going day to day right now, it's blue balls. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, mine would have to be uh, the Magic Man. I guess. Oh, that would be going for yeah. you. You can wear the silver jacket I to the ring. Get my jacket. Drive your Mustang to the ring. Oh, I gotta get that jacket. <laughs> Willie Sutton, famous American bank robber, born on this day in 1901. He was the uh, famous bank robber who reportedly said when they asked him, "Hey, why do you rob banks?" Yeah, he said, "For money." That's where the money is. Ah, That's what he I, said. I could rob banks. And in his autobiography, however, he claimed that he never actually said that, that it was a reporter who was interviewing who made that quote up. Oh, it's a good quote. But it was attributed to him for the remainder of his life. He was known as sort of like a gentleman bank robber. Yeah. They estimated during his 40 years of bank robbery, mm -hmm. he escaped from prison three different times, by the way. Wow. Once dressed as a guard, carrying a ladder across the <laughs> exercise yard. And they hit him with the spotlight. And he said, it's okay. And they said, all right. And they turned the spotlight up. Put the ladder, put the ladder, on, the ladder on the wall. Climbed up and went over. <laughs> Changing a bulb. How Never come mind. this guy doesn't have a movie? <laughs> um, yeah, 40 years of bank robbing. They estimate he stole about $2 million. Wow. Which back in the day. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot now. Uh, he used to disguise himself. He would execute uh, robberies in disguise. Police gave him two nicknames, Willie the Actor and Slick Willie. Oh, I like Slick Willie. For his ability to escape and to uh, from prison and also pull off his bank robberies. He usually carried a pistol or a Thompson submachine gun when okay. he when he held up the banks. Never loaded. Oh. He didn't put any bullets in killer. any of the guns. He refused to. He didn't want anybody to get hurt. Oh, see. 40-year career, never hurt anybody in any of his bank Did robberies. Did he really hurt anything? If a robbing? woman yelled or screamed or a baby cried, yeah. they said he would turn around and leave the bank. Wow. If he was upsetting a woman or a child. Say we need more bank robbers like this. He is. He's a good bank robber. We need more felons like this. <laughs> felons with a heart of gold. <laughs> That's what we need. Why did I really rob banks, he said in his documentary, because I enjoyed it. I loved it. I was more alive when I was inside a bank robbing it than at any other time in my life. Adrenaline junkie. Yeah. That's what he was. That's what it was.
Born on this day in 1912, Dan Reeves, American NFL team owner with the Cleveland and Los Angeles Rams, not to be confused with the head coach, coach Dan, Dan Reeves. Different, different huh, Dan Reeves. I didn't know that. This Dan Reeves died in 1971. Well, then it couldn't have been that one. It could not have been. Another NFL owner, also born on this day in 1913, Harry Weismer. He was the owner of the New York Titans in the old AFL. Came the Jets, I believe. Became right? the Jets, indeed. Lena Horne, great American actress and singer, born on this day in 1917. Here's Lena doing perhaps her most famous song. Don't know why there's no sun up in the sky, stormy weather, since my man and I ain't together, keeps raining all Nineteen seventeen, Susan Hayward, American film actress in I Want to Live, great performance in that. She was born on this day. Ed Yost, American inventor of the modern hot air balloon. Oh. Known as the father of the modern hot air balloon, <laughs> it says here. Okay. Born on this day in 1919. In 1920, Zeno Colo, Italian downhill skier. Won the Olympic gold in 1952. Born on this day That's in a Tuscany. scary thing, downhill skiing. Zeno Colo. I'm going to go so fast down in this hill. You want to believe how I'm going to go like a bullet with a skis on going down the snow. It's going to make so much snow cones for everyone to have a nice cone and put a little syrup on there. Italian ice. Italian, Italian ice. After I go by you, your face are going to be covered in Italian ice. 1926, Paul Berg, American biochemist, responsible for the development of recombinant DNA techniques. Oh. Pave the way. Pave the way for, for whatever that was. Genetic modification. Yeah. Wouldn't we wouldn't have that without him. So someday when they grow you an extra arm in a petri dish, you'll have this fucker to thank. Oh. James Goldman, American screenwriter and playwright, brother of the famous William Goldman. What are the odds the two Goldman brothers would be some of our best screenwriters That's crazy. in history? Born on this day in 1927. He wrote the screenplays for Lion in Winter, which is brilliant. Robin and Marion with Sean Connery that I love, White Knights, and other films. Speaking of writing, another writer, 1927, Pat McCormick was born, American comedy writer for television, but then went on to a successful acting career as well. If you remember Smokey and the Bandit. I do. He was Big Enos. Oh, and, okay. And Little Enos. Yeah, yeah. There's the two brothers. And Paul <laughs> Williams played the and little, little Enos. One, and then, and yeah. Pat McCormick was like about six foot five. Yeah, Big Enos. Big guy, and he was Big Enos. 1934, Harry Blackstone. Harry Blackstone Jr., American stage magician. Mutant magician. If he was a mutant magician, that would be a show I would see in Vegas. It's real, man. That's right. I don't want to see this tomfoolery. Nightcrawler poofing everywhere. Exactly. I want to see actual mutants performing magic. Uh, 1936, actor Tony Musante. Hey, Tony Musante, <laughs> you're such a good actor. You're making me believe you're somebody you're not. He was born <laughs> on this day. Uh, this story, I love this story. He, for one season, mm -hmm. he was on a television program based on a real-life cop. This was in the mid-'70s, I guess, okay. and Serpico was a big deal. Yeah. There was another real cop called David Toma in Jersey who was a similar kind of undercover cop used to disguise himself and everything. Yeah. And they made a series about this real-life cop called Toma. And Dave, and Tony Masante played Dave Toma in the series. When they went into production, yeah. he told the producers, 
I'm only doing one season because I don't want to be one of these people who just lives his whole career Wants on, to work on all television. The time, get all these paychecks. I I'm, an, I'm a theater actor. I'm a movie actor. I want other careers. I'm not getting locked into uh -huh. one role. So I'll do one season of right. your show. And the producers are like, yeah, sure, pal. They figured it was some sort of, you know, ploy yeah. to renegotiate his contract right. at the end of the season. So the show does well. At the end of the season, they say, well, it's time for us to negotiate your second season. He said, I told you, I'm one only season. doing one season. One and done. So now they got no show. Wow. So they recast that role with Robert Blake. Okay. And it doesn't, the first episode doesn't go very well. Yeah. So they retool the entire show and changed the name to Beretta. So they created the Beretta show. From Toma. From Toma for Robert Blake. Wow. The story gets even weirder. When Toma gets canceled and Beretta goes into production, yeah. they shit can the old writing staff from Toma. Oh, no. So they go to work on a brand new show from one of the creators of Toma called The Rockford Files, and they put that together. <laughs> so if this guy doesn't quit... There's no Rockford Files. There's no Rockford Files, and there's no Beretta with Robert. Wow, Robert so it's good he quit. Um, it's good. It's fuck, good he quit. Fuck, fuck, fuck Toma. Fuck Toma. <laughs> but that was, that, a big, that was a big worry back then with actors, because you would get locked into TV, and you would be a TV actor. That's the problem. That was a thing. It, the, uh, the, the, the typecasting... Yeah. When you did television, you weren't crossing yeah. over and doing The lines are so blurred else. now, it doesn't matter. Yeah, movie but stars do TV, back matter. and forth. Back then, that was a big concern. 1936, Tom Frost, American rock climber, was born on this day in Los Angeles, California. But more importantly, he started a little apparel company called Patagonia. I've heard of it. 1939, Eleanor Smeal. Schmeal? <laughs> Not Schmeal. Schmeal. Smeal. 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 S-M-E-A-L. No H. No H. Smeal. Co-founder of the National Organization of Women was born on this okay. day. 1942, Robert Ballard, American explorer and discoverer. He was the one who found the wreck of the Titanic on the floor of the ocean. I remember that happened. That was him. That was funny. 1940, it was funny? It was, no, it's funny remembering it. Because I remember, because everyone, <laughs> it was funny finding the Titanic. <laughs> I told you it sunk. <laughs> Look at all those people who drowned. That's hilarious. No, it's just, I remember when it happened, because for the longest time, people were like, no one knows what happened. It sunk. It was never found. Never it. found it's again. like a big mystery. Yeah. There was books about how it was a mystery. And he just and looked, he's like looked, looked under the water. The water. And I just remember. Uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's there in the water. <laughs> I'm going to go look. And then he found <laughs> it. It was. Florence Ballard, one of the three original Supremes, one of the most successful girl groups in American pop music history, born on this day in 1943. Baby, baby. Nineteen sixty-six, a little boxer named Mike Tyson was born on mm. this day. Still the youngest ever heavyweight champion, when he won the title at twenty years old, born in Brooklyn, New York, on this day. Yeah, that was such an event when he would box back then. It, everyone stopped what they were doing, yeah. and pay-per-view was through the roof because you just wanted to see this force of nature. <laughs> and you, and it was a four-second fight every yeah, time, and you got burned on every that time. expensive pay-per-view every time. But you, you didn't care. It's like you wanted to see the knockout. And everybody's like, that's it. I'm not buying it anymore. And then no one bought the Buster Douglas fight because he was a tomato <laughs> can. And then that's when Tyson lost. It was like, oh, son of a God bitch. damn it. Mm. I still could have beat him, though, if I was just, if I had more sex in the locker room before I went into the fight <laughs> ring. 
You know, they used to do that. They would have bring him a woman to yeah. have sex with in the locker Crazy. room. Crazy. Because they were afraid he would kill someone. He'd lower that testosterone. If he didn't get rid of, rid of someone. I know how he feels, man. Pent up energy. Right? I should have done something before I started this show. Right now, you you could kill someone <laughs> the way you are. <laughs> and another great athlete, Michael Phelps, American swimmer with a record 23 Olympic gold swimming medals, born on this day in 1985. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find a food related to someone born on this day throughout history. We run it past Daddy Pence, seeing if it's something he'd be willing to eat or maybe even stick up his ass, especially the way he's feeling right now. He'd probably like something up his ass, and then he'd have to pull it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what we do. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Those reels go round and round, and if they stop and match... Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating it. However, if they're mismatched... <laughs> He's not going to go for it. On this day in 1768, Elizabeth Courtright was born. Now, you probably don't know her by that name. But perhaps if I add her married name, you might recognize her. Elizabeth Courtright Monroe. Does that name sound familiar? Monroe? Monroe does, yes. Well, she was the first lady to our president, James Monroe, the fifth president of the United States. She was born on this day in New York City in 1768. Interesting guy, this James Monroe, who was our fifth president here in the United States. He served in the Continental Army under George Washington. Wow, that's so weird. He crossed the Delaware with Washington. He's in the boat. He's in the painting, right? He is in the painting. Is he in the painting? He's the guy holding up the flag in the boat in that painting. That's That's, That's so cool. That's James Monroe. He fought at the Battle of Trenton. He endured that harsh winter in Valley Forge. Yeah. Then, when he went back home to Virginia, his home state of Virginia, he studied law under a guy named Thomas Jefferson. Heard of him. So he was hanging out with some yeah. good people. No surprise, he became our fifth president. And he, you know, learned to enjoy the finer things in life as president, but he always yearned for the simple tastes of his Virginia youth. Ah, uh, me too. Yeah. And his favorite food, he used to make the first lady make it for him all the time in the uh, presidential palace or wherever they fucking lived. Because <laughs> um, I don't think the White House was built. No, I don't think yet. it was built yet. Yeah, I believe. Was Virginia spoon bread? Spoon bread. You ever had spoon never bread down of, there in Ginny? In I've Virginia? Never, I've never heard of Virginia spoon bread. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, I might be. It's it's spoon bread. Okay. Did he throw it against the walls? Spoon. I don't believe he did <laughs> throw it against the walls. No. It is a very simple, as you can imagine, yeah. Virginia dish. It's made with cornmeal. Okay. And eggs. And milk. And then you add some water and some melted butter and some baking powder. And you just put it in a bowl and you stick it in an oven. Mm -hmm. And it cooks to a semi-solid consistency. It's almost like a pudding. Yeah. And then you pull it out and you let it cool. And then you just eat it right out of the bowl with, as you can imagine, a spoon. spoon! A spoon. (laughs) Hence the name spoon It's like a bread pudding almost? It is, yes. It's like a bread pudding. It's a soft, moist, yeah. baked, cornmeal bread slash pudding kind of thingy deal. Hmm. Spoon bread. Spoon bread. Wasn't that a Pearl Jam song? It sounds like one. Or who, Soundgarden? Who did it? Spoon bread. Who, was that? who did that song? <laughs> spoon bread. Spoon bread. <laughs> Spoon bread. Yeah, it's Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam nailed that. Uh, so spoon bread. Is that something our Virginia guy is going to eat? That's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull it. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> Prince Albert in I'm your tongue? sober. Let's find out by pulling the handle of the old patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Here we go. One spoon, two spoons. Eddie Pence loves spoon bread. He wants to bake it and get his spoon out and stick it in the bread and then eat it up the spoon and lick the spoon. Lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it, lick it, lick the spoon. Lick the spoon and put it in his butt. What? No. Thank you, jackpot. Jackpot. Stop it. Fucking like you wouldn't stick a spoon up your butt. Or so you would have spoon bread. I think so. I've never heard of it before. It sounds like the most basic bread it seems pretty ever you, made. See, like most of my, I'm like first generation Virginian. All my family came from West Virginia. Oh, my parents so are both ate, from West Virginia. You ate mostly squirrel and bark, tree I, bark. I turned down those things. Oh, but then they moved to Virginia and they had me. So I'm like a first generation oh, Virginian. So you're not old school so I'm Virginia. not old school Virginia. Oh. West Virginia, I guess. Well, I'm sure they have spoon bread. Spoon there. bread apparently was a thing. I don't know whether it still is or not, but I've got the recipe. If you want to whip yourself up, sounds some spoon bread. Sounds all right. Sounds just like oh, put eggs, milk, and flour in the thing and cook it. Maybe throw like a cold scoop of vanilla ice cream yeah, on top of that. You always got to augment. I think that might be good. Don't be augmenting. I'll augment. Augment you. That's it for today's born to be alive. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, look at this. R. Kelly yesterday sentenced to 30 years for his sex crime. Bye. Success, success. We've done it. We've done it. Sentence of 30 years was announced yesterday in Brooklyn at the federal courthouse. Uh, Kelly's team knew he could get 10 to life, depending on what the sentence was, when he was found guilty of all nine federal charges of sex crimes and human trafficking that were levied against him. Here's the good news. He's still facing another federal case out of Illinois and a state case in Minnesota. He's done, dude. So let's just keep piling on those years to make sure that uh, he spends the rest of his time behind bars. That'd be spiffy. Maybe the second half of 2022 will be the the year of justice. Maybe. That would be nice. Oh. Maybe we might have to shit can science (laughs) and bring in justice. Justice. (laughs) Year of justice. uh, If not not this year, maybe we shouldn't switch horses midstream. 2023. 2023. Hopefully is the year of justice. Should be the year of justice. Buford T. Justice. That's right. (laughs) Travis Barker is in trouble. He's in the hospital. He's got pancreatitis. Oh, no. Doctors believe it was triggered by a colonoscopy. Initially, doctors believed it was Kardashian poisoning. (laughs) But uh, no, apparently he had a colonoscopy. And I don't know how that causes pancreatitis, but I know I don't want it. Symptoms of pancreatitis are nausea, intense stomach pain, and vomiting. He was feeling poorly 
as you can imagine, before they rushed him by ambulance to Cedar sinai Medical Center here in Los Angeles. So much so that he took time out to tweet, God save me, on his Twitter account. I never understand that when people are in the midst of a me life crisis. neither. That they have to go to social media. If I'm them. doubled over in agony and I'm vomiting and they're rushing me to the hospital, I'm not like, give me my phone, I quick. I got to tweet, God save me. I just never, I never understood that. God's not reading Twitter. He's not. <laughs> Madness. A rare radio showbiz news story. Oh. This comes out of Vancouver. That's up in Canada. I've heard. Yeah. A popular DJ duo, a morning show, fired from a Canadian radio station called Kiss FM up there. Uh, they were on the show, uh, on the station rather, for five years. Kevin Lim and Sonia Sidhu. Kevin and Sonia, as they were known. Taken off the air last week, and so the station, in response, has been spinning only the song Rage Against the Machines, <laughs> Killing in the Name, ever since over and over again. Wow. Now, no one quite knows, is this a mutiny from the station complaining to management for having fired the popular morning show? Right. Or is this a shift in the format of the station and they're going hard rock or something. But why would you keep playing the same song over and over? Just again? to get just to get attention. Yeah. I mean it's, I it's, guess so, it's yeah. not an uncommon yeah. radio business trick to kind of get news coverage like we're talking about. Right, true. And um and I think it's more likely that than someone has just barricaded themselves in the booth. Well, that would be the story over then. And over, over again. If someone's barricaded in there, because management wouldn't let that happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's that case, because yeah. I can't imagine any company allowing that to go on. Yeah, they go on for like an hour or two. Pull the plug of the transmitter or something right. if that was happening. So uh, people are speculating. They're like, oh, this is a, this is fuck you to the man because they fired our yeah. morning show. And They're doing a change. I'm telling you, that's not how it works, kids. Yeah. But it was like when when the K Rock fired me. Remember how the station went crazy and they just uh, oh no wait a minute they they pretended I never existed. <laughs> they erased that. you from the history <laughs> That's books. That's right. <laughs> it took all the photos down. <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to go to the movies, Cameron Diaz has announced that she's coming out of retirement. Really? Yeah. She famously loudly retired from acting. I remember. And now she's coming back to co-star alongside Jamie Foxx in a Netflix action comedy called Back in Action. Oh, we don't need that. We don't need it even a little bit. Uh, the duo have worked together before in Any Given Sunday, you may remember. Also in 2014's Annie. What are you laughing about? I'm just like both those movies. I'm like, I never was like, we got to see more of these two. Here. Yeah, oh, they're showbiz's favorite duo. Uh, Fox made the announcement on Twitter by sharing a phone call that he had with Cameron about her announcing her return to show business. Hello? Cameron, what up? It's Fox. What's up? Thanks for calling. I'm so anxious right now. I'm like peeing in the room. How do you feel, though? I feel excited, but I don't know how to do this, you know? I understand. Listen, I got somebody on the line that can help you with this. Can I click him in? I would love that. Any kind of tip I can get. All right, All right, hold on a second. Hello, Tom, you there? Jamie, what's up, man? Chilling, man. Cameron, it's the goats. What? Tom? Hi, Cameron. Oh, my God. Is this Tom Brady? <laughs> I was talking to Jamie, and he said you need a few tips on how to unretire. <laughs> relatively successful at unretiring. Honestly, exactly what I needed. Well, guys, I'm going to jump off and let you guys chat it up. Perfect. We'll take it from here. Ugh. See what they did there? All of that's awful. They brought Tom Brady because he also retired and then came back. He didn't retire. 
Famously, he retired. Did, did a season happen without Tom Brady? No. Then he didn't fucking retire. If that's her level of acting, by the way. Uh, oh, uh, what? Is this Tom Brady? I'm so surprised by this unplanned phone conversation. All of it was bad. That's two professional actors? That's terrible. Supposedly. So uh, they're coming to Netflix sometime Ew. near you. No, thank you. And there is one long-running show business act, sadly, that is genuinely retiring. If you believe one of their founders, Mr. Gene Simmons, Kiss, currently out on their farewell tour. Number six. End of the road tour, as it's called. <laughs> currently out there, still rocking. You wanted the best! You got the best! The hottest band in the world! Kiss! Yeah, baby. Every word of that sentence is wrong. Hottest band in the world, still out there rocking, currently on the European leg of their concert tour. They were just in Vienna, mm. Vienna, Austria. Home of the sausage. In, indeed. They played the Wiener Strathall. <laughs> That's the name of the venue. I told you. They played the Wiener Strathall. <laughs> and as the show was over, Kiss sent up a giant message on the big screens in the arena. Kiss loves you, Vienna. And right there in the logo was the flag mm. of Australia. <laughs> Vienna being uh, in Austria. Yes, different word. The flag of Australia. Different country. Being posted along with that message. It's amazing. And uh, no one, no one knew. Internet's no one. had some had some fun with those photos. No one in the band. No one in the crew. No one caught that, huh? No one catches that. They uh, they don't have a team. They don't have a squadron. And they Google these image things. searched. Austria. Earlier in this tour, they ran into some trouble too when they were selling their Cincinnati tour shirts. Yeah. And they spelled the name Cincinnati wrong. <laughs> they put two T's in it instead of just the one. I mean, how do you say you don't give a fuck without saying you don't give a fuck? <laughs> I guess. I think everything they do. They're not saying they don't give a fuck. They're saying we've already got your money. Yeah. I think it's. And they don't saying. give a fuck. Yeah. You notice they saved that logo for the end of the concert, not the <laughs> beginning. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on June 30th, starting with Andy Scott, a Welsh musician and songwriter. He is 73 years old today, best known for his work with one of my favorite bands, The Sweet, or sometimes known as just Sweet. He is the last surviving member of the band's original classic lineup. You can hear Andy at the beginning of one of their smash hit singles, Ballroom Blitz. Monica Potter from Parenthood and Boston Legal is 51 years old today. Bassist Tom Drummond of Better Than Ezra is 53 years old. If a band doesn't name themselves better than Ezra Miller sometime soon, it's a huge miss. I will be sorely disappointed. 
Lizzie Kaplan of Masters of Sex and Mean Girls, 40 years old. Guitarist James Adam Shelley of American Authors is 39. <laughs> Nancy Dussault, she was the actress who played the wife to Ted Knight in Too Close for Comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's uh, 86 years old. She's still old. alive? She's still with wow. us. Wow. David Allen Greer, dag. He is 66 years old today. Guitarist Hal Lindis of Dire Straits is 69. I always thought of Dire Straits as one of the great guitar bands in modern pop music. Mm -hmm. Not because they don't shred, you know, like a lot of heavy metal bands and yeah. stuff. But listen to how these guitars are just layered in one of my favorite tunes from them. With the Sultans With the Sultans of Swing Cool sound. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio, of course, Kingpin. Yes. From uh, Daredevil and then most recently uh, Falcon and the Snowman. No, what was it called? No, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, that's it. He is uh, 63 years old today. 63? He's 69. I know, 63. Oh. Sean Marquette from the Goldbergs is 34. And Yacht Rock, our tribute to Yacht Rock continues. <laughs> Glenn Shorick, Australia's own lead singer for the Little River Band, is 78. <laughs> That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beats. And now it's time for us to get sexy up in here mm. as we fling open the doors of that esteemed Institute of Learning, Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. Today's topic was sent in by fucking Bridget from fucking Long Island. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fucking fuck. She turned me on to this show, which I didn't know even existed. Well, oh. it doesn't yet. It's debuting on Netflix on July 8th. But it is one of these home makeover shows yeah. with a very specific angle. Hmm. It's called How to Build a Sex Room. Oh. And they send this British interior designer out named Melanie Rose who is an elderly lady mm -hmm. who is like the Mary Poppins of sex rooms. <laughs> and she comes to people's homes and then she builds them their custom-made sex wow. rooms. Pulls it out of her bag. Here's That's right. <laughs> Pulls it out of your bag. I wish. Here's a little bit of the trailer for this new show called How to Build a Sex Room, premiering on July on Netflix on July 8th. My name is Melanie Rose. For over 15 years, I've been designing high-end homes. So when a client asked me if I'd ever designed a sex room, I thought, why not? Why wouldn't I go and design a sex room? When people hear the word sex rooms, they concentrate on the word sex. And that connotates dirty, disgusting. <laughs> wait a minute, wait! Don't give me some pussy tap. <laughs> but when I design them, they can be beautiful. 
No video games in here? No, we're not playing video games in here. Oh, You're going to play with your wife instead. <laughs> and they are places where couples can explore their deepest fantasies. I would have never thought that being tied in rope yeah. would make me feel sexy. Oh, that's brilliant. It's curiosity in this game unlocked. I have a great general contractor. His name is Mike. I didn't break nothing. It was a little guy. No! Oh, no! I always like to make his life a little bit difficult. Can you lie in the bed, please? Hey, hey, hey. Looks so great. Come on, off you go. Me? You were our angel for our marriage. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. They say you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Ooh, but I do. Yeah, mm, she knows. Sex rooms huh. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because if you think about the average American home, we have rooms for everything else in our lives. Right. We got bedrooms for sleeping. Yeah. You got bathrooms for pooping. Okay. You got a dining room for eating. Uh -huh. You got a TV room for watching TV. Okay. You got a kitchen for cooking you food. Do. One of the most important aspects of human life. Doesn't have a room. Sexuality doesn't yeah. have its own space in it's your house. Bad. It's a goddamn miscarriage of justice. <laughs> Everyone should have a sex yeah, room. At least a hallway. And as soon as my kid is at college. Sex room. I'm taking her room and I'm right. making a sex room out. So when of she it. comes home for Christmas, <laughs> well, sleep on the couch. All right, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna do something else, but still. <laughs> now here's the thing: not everybody has the excess room in their uh, dwelling for a sex. I room. I do not. Would it help so today? You, you can see if you had a sex room, dude. And Colt would know. Hey, sex room doors. You locked. and Tracy would be in the sex room. You wouldn't right. be in the bedroom. So he'd come exactly. in the bedroom. Say, hey, where are they? They must be out or something. You know, boom, 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 boom. Just headboard against the wall. <laughs> Across the hallway. There's no headboard in the sex room. No. Uh, these tips can be used to help augment your own bedroom to make it a little more sexy okay. as well. Right. But uh, these are all tips from sex therapists who say these are ways that you can sexify a room to make it more conducive for better sex. You know, okay. sometimes people get in ruts and they say, oh, sex is getting so sort of uh, mundane, pedestrian yeah. over and over again. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's not the couple. Maybe it's the space that's the room. In. You can you can sex up the the the, the environment, yeah. and that can change the whole experience. Okay. Here are some tips for how to build your own sex room or how to sex up your own bedroom. Uh, avoid white. Oh, I thought white would be good. No, see, white is pristine and it's clean, but it's also sterile. It's not sexy at all. Okay. Plus, if you want to get down and dirty and right. get messy. You don't want white sheets and white walls. You want cleanup. And, well, hey, I mean, if you're going to shit everywhere, <laughs> if you're going to blow shit out your ass. No, you but there's other things than shit. What? Come well, is white. That's perfect. No, it still it stains. Yeah, I guess and... you want to pee and shit on people, then yeah, you don't want white. <laughs> or if, you're, 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 uh, if your partner's female and she's on that time of the month or something, you don't necessarily want to have white. Because then there's stains and there's bleaching and washing. Uh -huh. Plus, you know, white is so... Pedestrian, again, right. to use that word, white is so normal. And when it comes to sheets and pillowcases and everything, white is like a standard color. Mix things yeah. up a little bit okay. with colors. So avoid white if you can. Uh, invest in some nice sheets. Speaking of sheets, yeah. you, know, you know, 30, 40 count. Uh, no, see, that's the point. <laughs> 600, 800 is what we're looking for. No. You want to spend a couple bucks, it's worth it. I want to be able to exfoliate my heels. Get the right mattress. Invest in a mattress. Most people are sleeping on mattresses that are too old and they're and they're uh, saggy and they don't support. Yeah. Get yourself a nice firm 
um, memory foam or Tempur-Pedic or no something like that. No, to memory foam, though. You got, we got to have some there's support. No, there's no you give back. To, yeah, there is. There's give back. There's no help. There's plenty of help. Used properly, a, a mattress is a good tag team partner. Oh, boy. Um, speaking of mattresses mm-hmm. and beds, yeah. keep it in mind, the right bed and mattress can be used also as a sex toy if you're involved in uh, restraints or things like that. If you have a four-poster bed, you can tie someone up to the right. four-poster. Right now, for very little money, you can get a set of restraints that go under your mattress, and you pull them up on top, and the restraints, okay. the ankles, and the uh, and the wrists. Yeah. Super easy. And then you just tuck them back under the mattress yeah. when you're done. No one sees them. Or if it's the sex room, you just leave, leave them out. Leave them out. Just fuck it. Lighting is everything in these situations. You don't want your... Low lighting, right? Yes. You don't want your obnoxious fluorescent lights on overwards. We don't need to see ass pimples. You don't know. Uh, Too dark, there's not enough visual stimulation. (laughs) Too bright, and it's not sexy. So (laughs) one, a freestanding lamp in a corner is nice, maybe with a red lampshade or a red bulb. Uh, Candles, of course. flickering bulbs, like candle bulbs. (laughs) So it's like Pirates of the Caribbean in there. You don't look like a bad Halloween haunted house. You're just a nice bulb. That's all you need. Get into textures. Add some textures to the room. Okay. Satins. Yeah, coral. Fur. <laughs> nice coral. <laughs> coral is not a sensual texture. No. You don't want anything coral near your naked body. <laughs> Furs, uh, satins, silks. Okay. Invest in some silk pillowcases right. or a fur throw. Got it. And, uh, you know, mix it up. All right. I'll try. If you have a closet, mm-hmm. you should fill it with robes, lingerie. Invest in some costuming, too, because okay. most people just strip down naked, hop into bed. Yeah. You know, you want your present to be, you know, wrapped nicely, like mm-hmm. any good package. Right. You know what I'm I saying? I got to work on that because I'm just a strip down naked dude. If you have a sex room, yeah. you can put up your sensual artwork. Now, there's, there's probably paintings or sculptures right. or things that you wouldn't want to put in other areas right. of your house. Like most of Eddie's drawings, for example. But this Get some of that chalkboard paint for the wall, and then you can just cha- you could draw boobs and dicks all you want, and then change them up. Now we're talking about true erotic art. Oh, no, other people's art. Yes, uh, paintings, photographs, things that are sexy in nature. Cover the walls with erotic right. art. You'll be inspired. Lose the office look. If you have a computer in your bedroom or you've got technology with cords running all over the place, not sexy, and it's a distraction, get it out of there. Hmm. Give yourself a space that's dedicated just to the pleasures of sex. Okay. If you do have a television in there, if you want to show porn or something, then that's that's one thing. Or if you want something that plays music like a... Uh, an Alexa yeah. or one of those uh, speaker systems. Right. That's it's fine if you like music with your sex, yeah. which can be very helpful. Uh, mirrors are hot. You don't have to have them on the ceiling like some cheap right. uh, sex motel, okay. but a standing mirror in the corner or mirrored. Well, you don't want a big mirror. You don't have to be looking around to find the mirror. <laughs> mirrored doors to a uh, a closet okay. are always nice if you yeah. want to be able to be the third person sort of watching outside of your body. Get yourself a little cupboard or cabinet to keep all your toys close at hand. Nothing worse than getting an idea in the middle of sex and going, oh, excuse me, I'll be right back. And you run the closet, you start rummaging through no. some shoe boxes. That trying happened to happen during my vasectomy. Yeah. What? Remember they were rummaging for the tools oh, to fucking yeah, snip yes. my vast deference yeah, in the middle of my vasectomy? You don't want rummaging. No. At no time should there be it's rummaging. not a good time to rummage. In that same facility where you keep the toys, you can keep uh, oils, body lotions, mm-hmm. things yeah. like that, that have uh, fragrances. Handy wipes. Yeah, if you want to clean up. 
And then there's sex furniture. If you want to go the next step and get actual furniture made right. for sex to put in your sex room. Yeah, like a pummel horse. <laughs> Some great choices. Uh, the sex wedge, I've talked about this before. I use it personally. It's, yeah. it's great. It's a ba- basically a giant um, memory foam triangle. It's almost like a prism where pyramid. Yeah, it's them at the right angle. Exactly. So deep penetration. Someone can bend over it and the other person can right. uh, be on the other side of that. Sex swings. It used to be an expensive deal. You had to find a, like a stud in the ceiling yeah. and, and hang it. They've got ones you can hang on the back of a door now. That doesn't seem safe. It's very safe. It seems like it's going to give. And it's uh, very affordable. Mm. They have basket swing chairs. You know, see those chairs that hang from a chain? Yeah. If you if you want to really, you got to find the stud. Yeah, if you want to do some work, those are hang on a door. It's also it's also useful for sitting and reading or something, as well as having sex. What sex swing hangs on a door? (laughs) It hangs over the top of the door, right? And then it holds holds you up. So you're hanging, but against the door. You see those chin up bars that you put on top of a door? Same concept. But you're hanging in the door frame. No, you put this on the door, right? On the back of the door. Where are you hanging though? You're against the door. Against the door. That's yes. not fucking. You're just fucking hanging there against the door. The, the door is propping your back up, but your legs are up in front of you. No, you want to be completely suspended. Do some research. Go online. Yeah, this door swing thing. You'll no. find it. You want to invest in a, invest in a high end piece of sex furniture? Yeah. You want to look at a Sibian or one of these it's other a robot? <laughs> robot. Sibian life form. It, it looks like a. Like a a saddle almost for a horse. Yeah. But it sits on the floor. It sits on the floor and it's got a massive vibrator built into it. But the the uh, the implements are you can swap them out. You can put anything, any size oh, on there. Okay. And a woman will ride on top of it, and so she doesn't need you at all <laughs> to have orgasms and enjoy herself. A man could sit on it too. Anybody can sit on it. But they do get pricey. They're, usually, they run anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars. Yeah, and you don't so. want that in the living room. You can't put it in the living room now. Uh, there's sex chairs. There are sex chaise lounges that are covered in a nice faux leather. They're easy to clean up. Is there a sex futon? Uh, there's no sex futon. That's more my price range. A bondage chair is available. Okay. High-backed to uh, allow someone to be strapped in. Okay. With a cutout in the seat for easy access. That's a shit. <laughs> in case you're strapped in, you got to go. You slide that bucket over here. <laughs> you knock something loose. I gotta go. I don't have time to unbuckle these arm restraints. <laughs> oh, the shitty. <laughs> you don't know. Stuff can happen. God. Uh, there's also a, a padded sawhorse that you can get to bend someone over. A spanking bench is available. Okay. The torture rack is. I think a lot of these could be utilized. On Amazon, you thing. get a torture rack for just twelve hundred dollars. That's by it. The way. Yes, That's a deal. And then if you're going full, full S and M BD oh. furniture, you want to go with Iron the Maiden. Sa- <laughs> I just put you in an Iron Maiden at this point. Fuck if you can't get off now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What the fuck wrong with you people? St. Andrew's Cross is the big crisscross wood that's padded right, that right, you right. can tie it's someone spanked up on. standing up. Yeah, and you can find those on Etsy from. 500 bucks all the way up to 2000 depending on what kind of... I don't know if of, I want an Etsy dude making uh, my sex cross. They make the best stuff. Do they? Yes. If you're looking for sex equipment, yeah. you got to go to Etsy. Etsy because these people are people from the lifestyle who know what like works and what doesn't. It's just like some 23-year-old hermit with a 3D printer. <laughs> no. That's all it's on Etsy. not what it is. 
for finely crafted leather goods and wood and structures and things like benches and chairs and racks and stuff cannot be etsy you get a great deal on etsy okay i recommend it highly oh no so there you go kids pinterest the pinterest the sex (laughs) pinterest is just pictures You're going to go to Amazon or Etsy's where you can buy your stuff and have it delivered right to your house. All right. There you go, kids. Sex rooms. Shit chair. (laughs) Shitting in the chair, Eddie. This is why it would be wasted on you to even have a sex room. Just keep doing it until your kid knocks on the door and then just leave halfway through. That's it for today's Ralph Sex University. worst person i really am hey kids thank you for joining us today come on back tomorrow it's the final show of the week a friday show come on back unless you're a four-star general then come back tonight at seven o'clock and watch us do the show live steve ashton will be on hand he's going to bring the uk update also we're going to take a look at the video vault tomorrow by the way is canada day so we're doing our salute to canada on tomorrow's show including in the video vault, we are going to take a look at some of our favorite Canadian films. Mm. These are films either that take place in Canada, Mm -hmm. have Canadian themes, or star famous Canadians. So it's wide open for us to pay tribute to Canada tomorrow on the video in the video vault uh, as we celebrate Canada Day to all of our Garmy members north of us. That's it, kids. Come on back. In order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So I implore you. Stay. Good in the hood. Because life is life. I want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha. Ha ha, got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon.